the good christian podcast this is Britt hodge and today i'm gonna make it short i'm gonna make it sweet because i had a wonderful friend named gina marie santi residlo who told me hey i listened to your podcast for the first time the other day why because it was only like 22 minutes and i knew i don't want to listen to a podcast that's an hour long no matter what it's about even if it's about turning um a common household thing into pure gold. I could not pay attention long enough. So for that reason, I'm going to do something new today. Last week I did something that was interesting to me. It will made me nervous. I just shared some things that are true and that I'm curious about uh, with no opinions and no politics. I just shared them. They're facts. They can't be denied. And some people still said, I can't believe you're getting into conspiracy theories and whatnot. Just share testimonies. And that's not what I did. So simple facts. They were interesting. But today the Lord told me, hey, the news of the world, world news tonight, ABC News, whatever news you listen to, that's world news. And the world has fallen. So it's bad news. Bad news is the opposite of the good news. The good news is the gospel of Jesus Christ. So what is bad news? It's Antichrist. Yes. So what a revelation for me. I turned off the news for a while. I feel so much better. I was like, Lord, if there's anything you want me to know from the news, let me know. So I was deciding what am I going to talk about today. And um, the Lord reminded me of this testimony that I'm super uh, nervous to share because it's so crazy. I haven't shared it with anyone, never shared it with my family. Um, Actually, I have shared it with some people, but I did it kind of like to gauge their response. What do you think about this? I know it's insane. Um, Never with my family, though. So I've shared it in home groups and whatnot here in ministry school where people are used to hearing crazy testimonies. And so I'm debating with myself, should I share it? How do I share it? And I just want to preface this testimony with this. I've heard testimonies like the one I'm about to share with you before. I used to listen to Coast to Coast AM, which was like hours every night of the craziest stories. People talking to angels and supernatural encounters and aliens and UFOs. And I would consider this testimony in that category. Like, I don't expect every person to believe it. But I can only tell this testimony exactly as it happened to me. And so, without further ado, I'm going to tell you about the time I gave Jesus a ride in my truck. Okay, so you're going to have to listen to my testimony um, of how I came to California, how I heard about BSSM. Um, my family thinks 
I followed, some of my family thinks I followed a man to California, <laughs> and I'm not talking about Jesus. <laughs> I know, I'm hilarious. Uh, wish I was kidding, but I'm really not. So you're going to have to listen to my testimony about uh, how the Lord touched me and called me to come to California. It's insane. Sometimes I have to close my eyes, turn out the lights, um, put in some ambient music and just close my eyes and, and remember how I came to be where I'm at from drug addict in hell until one day with a snap of the finger I was in heaven living in the light and my life has never been better so I got to quit beating around the bush because I got to get this in under 20 minutes so my ADD friends like myself can listen to it so anyways I just got to California I only had enough money for food and for gas to last maybe a few days. I was living in my truck at the TA truck stop in Redding uh, towards Anderson. Um, I had no plans. I just came. The Lord told me he was real, and he used a Bethel YouTube video to prove it. So I was like, I need to see what this church is all about. And so days pass. I'm running out of gas. I'm running out of food. I'm terrified. I have nowhere to turn. I gave up my job, um, my home back in Texas. I gave up everything to come, which is absolutely rubbish, like Paul says. You know, the job was nothing. Uh, my life there was at a dead end. So um, it was really like giving up nothing. The only, um, the only real thing I gave up that cost me a lot was... Uh, daily interactions with my family, but I knew I needed to get healed in order to be a better son, better brother, etc. So long story short, I'm in California. I was out in front of the Bethel prayer house and I was running out of money. I was getting hungry and I was running out of gas and TA truck stops a good 10 miles from Bethel down the highway, but I didn't know the area. I didn't know California. And I had no one here, so that's where I would go and drive and sleep every night because there were good lights out front. And it wasn't illegal to sleep there because they have, like, RVs and semi-trucks there. It's the safest place. And so while I was sitting in front of the prayer house at Bethel, I realized I don't have money. I don't have food. God called me here, so why the heck is everything coming to the last minute? I don't have anything, and I can't call anyone for money, so... I got so irate. I started screaming and cussing, and I was just beating up the dash in my truck. I was so, so angry. And if you know me, you know I, I don't get angry that easy. So just remember, I am super unsatisfied with life right now, and I'm screaming and cussing about finances and the lack thereof. So I'm just sitting there for five or ten minutes just pounding on everything. I couldn't stop. I was blacked out in anger. And I was bringing God into it. It was kind of like a prayer, but I was cussing and super disrespectful to the great I am. And and so finally I came to my senses. I was like, oh my gosh, uh, I know God's real now. And I'm like screaming cuss words, if not totally at him, then towards him. God, I'm so sorry. I repented immediately. I kind of calmed down and, and just started to leave the parking lot. As I left the parking lot, a car pulled out in front of me. And if you've ever been to Bethel, you know they have two winding uh, roads that go up and down uh, past some hills, whether you're coming or going to the church. 
And the first one has a bunch of flags. And then the next one goes towards the gas station down on the bottom of the hill. And so that's the one I was on. This car was so close in front of me. There's no way to explain what happened next. And so I was there driving. Right when we came around the curve of the hill, the car, which was maybe 20 feet in front of me, disappeared just based on distance in the curve of the hill. And when I came around that curve, there was a human being standing right in the middle of the road. And there's no way physically possible that the car in front of me didn't run him over because he was just right there. So I put on my brakes really hard and I stopped. And I'm already mad. This guy looks homeless. He's got a dirty hat on, dirty clothes, a dirty bag. He just looks like he's been rooting around in the dirt and maybe like digging holes to sleep in. He looks like he's probably 40, you know, 35 or 40, but just dirty, dirty beard, dirty hair everything and I knew you know my mind's not processing what's happening right now but I'm just like there's a guy in the middle of the road and so I stopped and it's the kind of eye contact you make like I'm not getting out of this one Uh, I need to see what this guy wants and I'm already prepared to tell him no sorry about you I'll see you later so anyways I rolled the window down and this guy's like hey I need a ride to my uncle's house And mind you, I just left Texas. I have all my belongings in all of my seats um, and in the back of my truck. I don't have anywhere to put them yet. So I was like, you know, looking around at these things as if to say, yeah, totally would love to give you a ride, except for I've got all this stuff. So in my anger, I was already mad about finances, already cussing towards God in a fit of rage prayer. And then now this homeless guy with my low amount of gas and no money for food wants to ask me for a ride. I was mad. So I was like, no, dude, I don't have gas. I don't have uh, food. I don't have anything. And before I could tell this guy no totally, he had opened the door to my truck and started pushing the things out of the way in the front seat and sat down just like no big deal. And so in my uh, zeal to avoid conflict and confrontation, <laughs> I uh, I was just like, okay, well, I guess I'm going to give this gentleman a ride, and that's all there is to it. So we took off. And before you knew it, this guy, he told me a few things about himself. By the time we got to the stop sign, this strange, dirty, homeless man just launched into a parable and you know, I'm not I'm not connecting these things right now. I'm just thinking this is a crazy homeless guy because the story I'm about to tell you is so uh, outlandish. You'll be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this truly happened. But it did. So I'm just driving. I'm not looking at this guy. You know, you know when you're mad, but you're trying to conceal it. I'm a good Christian. I'm giving this guy a ride. Um, that's what I was doing. And he just starts telling me this parable. And his parable went like this. He's like, hey, one day I made it. I went to Mount Shasta, which is a mountain close to Reading. Went to Mount Shasta. I climbed it. I got to the top and I complained to God. I was complaining against God. I was like, hey, I climbed this mountain. Great. But I don't feel like climbing back down this mountain, God. And suddenly I heard a voice tell me, just slide down the mountain. And so I was pretty excited. Maybe I heard God's voice there. So I jumped on my butt 
and I slid all the way down Mount Shasta on my butt. Now, this is the homeless guy telling me this. He slid down Mount Shasta on his butt, no sled, no nothing. So I'm just, you know, barely paying attention like, oh, wow, yeah, this guy's totally full of it. What a dumb story. Tell a better story if you want to engage with me right now. So he's like, so I got all the way to the bottom of the mountain, and I was so excited. Um, I did it without a sled. I slid down on my butt. I was like, my my adrenaline was just, I was hyped up, my adrenaline. I was going crazy. I was just so excited. I heard from God, and he helped me get to the bottom. And then I realized, oh, no, I left my supplies at the very top of the mountain. So... With all my adrenaline pumping, I took off in a dead sprint up this mountain, back to the top of Mount Shasta, and I got my stuff. And when I got to the top of the mountain, I turned around, and without asking God this time, or complaining to God this time, I just jumped on my butt and took off sliding back down the mountain. And then I hit a tree, snapped my leg, broke my leg, And I was just laying there, and I was like, oh, man, I did not get God's permission this time to slide down this mountain. And now I'm going to lay here and die because there's no one out here. I'm the only person on the mountain today. I haven't even seen one person. So I'm just there laying there, you know, kind of repenting for going down the mountain without asking God's permission. And suddenly I heard a helicopter out of nowhere, a helicopter just comes and lands. It's Mountain Rescue. Mountain Rescue came and found me. And they're getting out. They're getting their stretcher ready. They're coming. They're fixing up my leg, put a tourniquet on and whatnot. And I'm just telling them the whole time, no, no, no. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. I cannot afford this. There's no way that I can afford this. I can't afford the ER. I don't have insurance. I don't have money for a cast. And I for sure cannot afford to ride on this helicopter and pay for that too. And they got me all fixed up and the the mountain rescue man said, hey, don't worry about it. Today is your lucky day because not only are we going to pay for the flight, but we're going to pay for your ER visit, the cast, and everything you need. It's all on us. And then the man looked at me and said, because my father has a fat wallet. And suddenly I felt the urge to turn and look at him while I was driving. And he was no longer dirty. He had a clean cut beard. He had glowing eyes. No dirt on his hands, on his face anymore. His hair was now clean and brushed nice underneath his hat. And his face was shiny. Like it had a glow coming out of it. And I was struck with fear right around my belly button area. Just right when I saw this guy's face again, I was just, you know, sharp, sharp, reverential fear right around my belly button. And the only words that manifest out of my mouth, because I wasn't thinking these words, I just stuttered out, you look like Jesus. And he said, I tend to take on my father's likeness when I'm doing his work. And that was it. He looked just like Jesus. His face was shining. He was now clean. It took me a while to process that. And 
So that's the testimony of the time I believe I gave Jesus a ride. Because he told me a parable about trusting God and God even having my back. Whether I ask his permission or get his permission or don't, he'll still come clean up my mess regardless of the circumstances and his faithfulness. And that same, the next day, I got the money. I found a, a place to live miraculously. I got a job that week. Everything was taken care of. So I went from having about a negative $200 in the bank around that time to having a job, a place to live, getting on my feet, and being able to not only survive, but thrive. And and now I've been here for uh, three and a half years, just about, in California, uh, which is not the easiest place to survive, unless you got the Lord. So that's my story. I gave Jesus a ride in my truck. I know, say what you want. You know, you can make up your mind about what you just heard, but that's the testimony. A homeless, a dirty homeless man became a shiny, clean-cut man in the blink of an eye. So that's my story. That's my testimony. And I realized something, that I haven't had many more of those encounters because I, I became expectant of them. It was almost like I was pursuing Jesus to get supernatural encounters because I had some before I knew he was real and then thereafter, but I wasn't looking for it. So I started to pursue Jesus for these uh, supernatural encounters. And in doing so, I was not seeking first the kingdom and his righteousness. I was seeking first encounters. So I didn't get any and I became distanced from the Lord. So it's easy to get sidetracked and, and go after miracles, signs, and wonders, encounters with the Lord. But I just urge you to seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And wonderful, amazing, unexplainable, supernatural things will happen to you because uh, he is supernatural. And it's amazing and it's fun. And um, that's all I have got about three minutes to spare before 20 minutes trying out this new thing so in this time i just want to give a shout out to maddie page kelch she let me use her song as an intro and an outro it's amazing she'll be famous one day she's such an anointed worshiper yeah i love her music so much it's really helped me through some tough times this year and i want to thank wesley road Wiz the grizz for editing this wonderful editor he knows everything if you need a podcast edited holler at him he's great he knows things that i don't know and he takes out these heavy breathing sounds that i tend to have when i forget what i'm talking about or forget to turn the mic off it's great and so i just wanted to say my slogan i love you and i don't even know you thank you for listening Oh,